0: You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit marathonchurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, everyone. Happy Father's Day. I love it. I got all kind of gifts coming. I know they do. I do. My family just loves me. So I'll be getting a bunch of stuff today. How about that? <laughs> just throwing that out. Hold on a minute. Let me make sure I get this thing working. Hang on. Chase, I'm supposed to have this. Th- I can't even see it. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Oh, I got it now, I think. Okay, now we're working. It went off again. All right, here we go. Let's Let's do something today. I'm going to make some statements in just a minute so you're going to have to pay attention some of it you're like what are you talking about and you'll see as i get into this but we've been talking about galatians and we've been uh, we're in the middle of the third week actually so paul's trying to figure out how to tell people what the real gospel is so i thought i'd tell you today what the real gospel is Does that work for you so you have an idea exactly what's going on and why we have so much trouble with it so the letter to galatians let me say this it was to be read out loud people were supposed to hear what he was saying. I'm going to give you some stuff like there's a mix going on. All these things were happening. Uh, There's a human effort going on. There's a whole lot of stuff that's taking place. So the first week in Galatians, let me help you with this. It was about the relationship. You know, it was about the the religion versus the relationship. And it was very difficult. Paul was trying to to help people. And what I'm going to tell you now is that it is still happening today as we do this. So here's what I would say for everybody's watching online, everybody at the lake and everywhere you are. If you download the app, Marathon Church app, then you'll be able to follow me with some of these points. And you'll need to pay attention because this could be a life-changing moment for some of you, especially those if you've been a Christian a long time because we still deal with these things. And the first week was trying to figure out how do we relate to God. Do we relate to God through religion and rules or do we li- relate to God through relationship? And Paul was trying to tell everybody it's all about the relationship. Here, here's what you need to know as we walk forward. Our Heavenly Father, and that's what He wants to be. God wants to be our Heavenly Father, and He wants to have a relationship with His children. So we've kind of messed some things up, and then Jesus comes to set some things right. And then after we, He set it right then we try to mess it up again. This is what was going on in Galatians. And so we're going to try to fix that. So the idea was in the second week, it's like, okay, what do we do? Who do we love? Uh, Do we have freedom to love everyone, love all, serve all? Can we do those kind of things? And Paul says there's no law against loving people loving all people. Even in that day, they were trying to figure out who they could hang out with, who they couldn't hang out with. Jesus comes along. This is so cool. He comes along and says, I want you to hang out with everybody. I want you to hang out with everyone. And I want you to love like I love. I want to show you how to do this. And so in the middle of all this, in the New Testament, there was a mix going on that was starting to happen. They were trying to mix the Old Testament with the New Testament, and they couldn't figure out what was happening, and they call that the mix. So we had the, we had the believers of the Old Testament, the, which was the Jews, and now we have the New Testament believers who accepted Jesus Christ, and in the middle of that, something's got to give. I mean, you just can't accept Jesus Christ and be like the rest of us. You've got to obey something. And so they created, uh, if you've ever heard the 10 commandments, I'm going to make a statement about the 10 commandments in just a moment that you probably will not believe. And it's all in the scripture because they were just trying to figure out how do we do this? And so there were two things going on. There were two brands of Christianity that were happening and it's still happening right now. So I want you to just watch this happen. It's not about denomination. It's not about any of that. It's about how you individually believe and what you individually believe about how God works. And so there were two things going on. The first one, which we call the dead, the dead gospel, is that everything is based on what you do. And even after Jesus Christ, for many of you, even after him, you still have, you feel like, well, I didn't do enough and I can't do enough. And so this, this performance-based human effort is what Paul called it. This human effort is that I can't do enough for God and I can't do this and I feel like I have to pray and I have to serve. And so it really just gets down to I'm just guilty all the time. And a lot of you feel like I'm just completely guilty all the time and I can't do anything and I can't make anybody happy. And so that's really it was based on law. It was based on rules. And basically I could use my human effort basically to say I'm better than you, that was called judgment. If I've kept more rules than you did, then I'm better than you. And that, that was what was happening. So here they are. The first gospel is a basically I, I can do it. Now let's, let's stop for a moment. Let's go to the Ten Commandments. Look at all those Ten Commandments. How many of you, I want you to honk your horn if you've kept all Ten Commandments all your life, honk your horn. Okay, good. Because I was coming out there if somebody had done that. So let's just think about this. Second gospel is relationship. The reason why you read your Bible is because you want to. The reason why you serve is because you want to. Because you and God having a wonderful time, you realize the relationship of a heavenly father, not based on your performance, but based on love. There's a whole different world. And this was what was happening. This is what the Galatians were trying to figure out what was going on. And there were, basically, I call it swinging from the right tree. I don't know if you ever watched the Tarzan movies. I certainly did when I was really young. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Well, so I had the idea. Here's what I thought. If Tarzan can swing from a tree, I can too. That's what I thought. So I go and I try to, I, you know, it's amazing. I always had another vine out there. You know, he'd come through and he'd have another vine, another vine. Well, I tried, I put a rope in a tree. I went to the next tree. I let go of the rope and tried to land in the tree. Don't ask me why. Don't even don't even ask me why. So I land on the ground and break my arm. I found out that the movies were a lot easier to do it than what I could do. And so what was happening with this thing That Paul was saying, I need you to make sure you're swinging from the right tree. And he goes back to all the way back to the garden. There was a tree of life and a tree of knowledge. And here's where you swing. You swing from tree of life. I'm in in love with God and I love what I'm doing. I love his relationship with me. And then you somehow feel like I got to get back over here in this tree. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I don't think I'm praying enough and I'm serving enough and doing enough. And Paul kept going back and forth. He said it has nothing to do with with you. Getting to heaven has nothing to do with you. Not anything. It's all based on what Jesus Christ is about to do. But through this thought, through this thought, we do this. I'm not enough, I'm not going to church enough. I'm not reading my Bible enough. I'm not praying enough. We just, the most guilty religious Christians I've ever seen. And this is not how God wants you to live. This is not how he wants it to work. So we got to figure out, what tree we're swinging from, and we in the tree of life where we have the relationship, or we in the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, where we think we have to do more. It is not human-based effort that makes, that gets us to heaven. There's absolutely nothing you could do to get to heaven on your own. Nothing you could do. And so I go back to the Ten Commandments, Has everybody kept the Ten Commandments, because this is what they were fussing about. This is why they were fussing. Why, why aren't y'all keeping the Ten Commandments? Well, did you do it? Well, no, I kept eight, and you only kept two. I am much better than you, and that's my human logic with you. So I can judge you because you're not as good as I am based on my human effort. None of this was happening. This is not what was supposed to be happening. And so here's what we're going to say. You ha- if you have your, my app open up there, the Marathon app open, I'm going to let you look at it. We're going to talk about this. It says, oh, foolish Galatians. Let me read it to you. Let me just have a conversation about it. You ready? He said, uh, oh, foolish pow- power, powder stew, powdersville people. how do you say it? Powderzillions? Is that it? Powderzillions. Okay. Oh, foolish powdervillions, who has cast an evil spell on you? He said, what? What kind, of, what kind of magic is happening here? This is what he's saying. By the way, let me tell you what it means in in the Greek. You would like to hear what the evil spell means. It means the evil eye. Has your mama or daddy ever given you an evil eye? Uh Uh-huh. You want to hear (laughs) something crazy? Listen to this. I hope I got time for this, but I'm going to keep going. But my daddy used to, my dad's over here. Wave at me, daddy. Blow the horn. I have two daddies now. So my daddy's over here. My daddy was leading music. This is what we used to do. My dad would lead music, and, he, and my mother would play piano, so they left three wild Indians in the pews. My brother Alan, my older brother, my younger, bro, my younger brother Brian, you just met him and me. I'm in the middle trying to make everybody happy, okay? So here we are, and I remember the evil lie from my dad and my mom. My brother Alan blew up a balloon in the middle of the service, and he began to let it out very slowly, in the middle of the service. My daddy is leading like this. Here's what, here's what's happening. Like this, giving the evil eye. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in this one. This is not me this time. My mother's playing the piano. She's bouncing around going. And I remember that evil eye. And that's, that was what was happening in this day. I'm telling you. And all of a sudden, these people were like judging and giving the evil eye. You're not as good as I am. And Paul says, that has nothing to do with this. This gospel, that has nothing to do f- with it. For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made clear to you if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. This should be clear to you that it has nothing to do with what you're doing. This has nothing to do with the law. Let's go back to the Ten Commandments. So nobody has kept the Ten Commandments. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Let me ask you this question. I'm reading this straight out of the scripture. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Let me tell you one more time. Watch this. Did you receive salvation by obeying the Ten Commandments? And you say, what's going on? That's what's happening. Is it happening now? Sure it is. It still happens today. We still bounce back and forth from the trees. We can't figure out, do, is this thing, is this thing about God? Is this thing about me? And we keep bouncing back and forth. He said, did you receive, you know, the salvation from, from the Ten Commandments? Well, of course not. You received the spirit you believed, the message you heard about Christ. Patervillians, how foolish can you be? This is what he's saying. This is, the, this is what was being read out loud. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you trying to become perfect by your own human effort? What do you, what do you, how are you going to make this better? you going to do better? You're going to read more scripture? You're going to pray more? This is what he's saying. You're going to love your neighbor more? Are you going to hold, you going to, like, I love my neighbor more and you love your neighbor? We're going to put a rule on that? This is how it was going on. And you say, well, we should be smarter, but we really aren't. We still judge people based on what? what they wear? Is this what we do? This is what was happening. They were judging people by what they wore, what they did, the color of their skin, who they were. And Paul says, this is not right. This is not right. He said, we don't do this. He kept saying this. This is not who we are. We all ended up in a bad place, by the way, just letting you know. Humanly speaking, we ended up all in the same place. So if none of you have kept the Ten Commandments, then I guess you're all sinners. Is that correct? Give it up. Give it up for the sinners. Okay. So we're all in that same place. Would that be correct? He said we're all in the same place. Uh, you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, three twenty three. So sin's our problem. Now here's, the, here's the deal. Here's the problem. So we're not keeping the Ten Commandments. So we're not going to make it to heaven like that. And then we have a sin problem, which actually has uh, a payment due. Sin causes, that's what it says, and, or a bill. There's a bill due on you. So there's a bill due on you. So what Jesus did, he decided to come down and come into this world and pay your bill so that you wouldn't have to pay. Isn't that, you should be amen and all over the place. That's beautiful. So there was a bill to be due. And so, I don't know if you've ever went to a restaurant and somebody bought your dinner or your lunch. You know, I, I've, I've had that happen. I've done it. It is amazing. You walk up to the, the page. They're like, oh, they've already done it. You ever, that's a feeling, isn't it not? Is that a wonderful feeling? So, this is how Jesus did it. The reason why he did it is that he wanted to be God the Father, not just God. So, he wanted a relationship with you. You have a bill due. Jesus comes. He's going to pay the bill. Now, when it comes to this, you know, why, does, why do people go to hell? Well, God doesn't send people to hell because they're, he's mad. You know, people go to hell because they want to pay for their own sin. So, you choose, do you want to pay? The bill's got to be paid. So, do you want to pay the bill or do you want Jesus to pay the bill? And this is what was happening in the, in the Gospels. So, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to pay for it. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I really don't want to pay for my sin. If Jesus Christ is willing to come down and take care of that, then I'm going to let him do that. Because he's conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he can handle it, and I can't. So I'm letting him handle it. And that is exactly, that is exactly what was going on. Listen to this. It just can't be that easy. Yes, it can. You mean, I don't have to this and have to that and I don't have to, yeah, well, hold on a minute, let's, we'll get to the have to's. Because that's what you're used to, right? That's what preaching, that's what you're used to, is all the have to. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Jesus walk in, walks into the picture and says, you can, you can, you can. It changed the whole world. And so everybody's having a hard time with it. We're still having a hard time with it. So he walked in. So, okay, going back, Nobody has kept the Ten Commandments. So we're all sinners. And then we need somebody to pay the bill, so we all need Jesus, correct? All right, here we go. But those of you who depend on the law to make them right with God, he says you're under a curse. He said if you're depending on the Ten Commandments to get you to God, you're under a curse. In other words, you're not going to make it. (laughs) You're not going to make it. This is the most amazing stuff. For the scriptures say, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey the commands that are written in God's book of the law. So, in other words, since none of you have kept all the law and done all the things you're supposed to do, then we're all under a curse and we need somebody to come take care of that. And again, here we are. Now, you can pay for your own sin. You can. You say, Well, it's my sin, I'll pay for it. Then you can choose to go to hell, then you can. That'll be up to you. Or you let Jesus pay the bill. That's kind of what I, I just didn't think that was a really good option for me to pay my own. So I let him do it. So the human effort says this. Here's what was going on. If I mess up one time, I'm out, correct? That's what he says. He says, if you mess up one time, you're out. Now, I don't know how, now, even after knowing Jesus Christ, that's how some of you think. Well, I did this this week. Of course you did. You're going to do that. I messed up. Well, of course you are. Why do you think you need a savior? That's what I, I don't know where this, I thought I could do this on my own. I can make this work and I'm never going to sin again. Are you serious? We live in a place where this happens. We live in that place. So here's what it says in James, for the person who keeps all the laws except one is guilty of the, as a person who broke all of them. Let me, let me, let me, you ready? Here we go. Here we go. The Ten Commandments were never meant to be kept. You may say that again so you can rattle it around a little bit. The Ten Commandments were never meant to be kept. And because nobody could. Did you know that? The Ten Commandments were never going to be obeyed. Because the law, because then it comes down to human effort. If I keep all the commandments, I can get to God. And none of you can, and it's not going to work. So, let me ask you this. Watch this. So, why did he give us the Ten Commandments? If they're not going to be kept, then why do we have them? You ever thought about that? This is, I mean, I toss this around all the time. Why did he give it to us? Well, think about this. The Ten Commandments were used in order to create the tension inside you, created the tension inside you that says, I can't do this. And this is why you have the Ten Commandments, so you know you can't do this on your own. And how do we know that? Because it's in the Scripture, Galatians 3, 24 and 25. Galatians 24 and 25. The whole gospel is happening right now. Here's what it is. The law was used to lead us to Christ. It was never meant to be kept because you cannot. The law told you, I can't do it. I need a savior. I have a bill to be paid, and if I can't keep the Ten Commandments, then this bill's not going to be paid, then I'm going to need somebody to step in. I will never, ever be able to do this on my own. Never. He said, it was our teacher, and so it made us right with God by putting our trust in Christ. Not in the commandments, but in Christ because we'll never make it without him. Now, our faith is in Christ. We do not need the law to lead us. What leads us? The Holy Spirit now leads. He's the one that leads us. It's not about rules and relationships. It was about rules. It's a relationship that has been driven by the Holy Spirit and by God himself. We were never meant to keep the Ten Commandments. We're, we're never going to do it. We're never going to. We're never going to get. Humanly, we'll never make it happen. We'll never be good enough. We need a savior. And the Ten Commandments says, "You need a savior because you can't do it on your own." And this is exactly what happened. I love us as Americans. We we have this thought: if I do something wrong, I'll just do something right and make up for it. It's kind of like. It's like a 51% rule to get to heaven. If I if I just get enough good stuff, I'll make it. And that's all we really care about, right, is making it. But it has nothing to do about what you do. It's all to do with Jesus Christ and your faith in him. Here's what I need you to know. Grace is from God and faith is from you. That's what happens. Grace is from God. He created all that. It's undeserved is what it's called undeserved favor, undeserved love, uh, undeserved payment, Nothing nothing you did made God love you more than he loves you right now. Nothing. Nothing you did. Nothing you possibly do. Keep all the commandments. You cannot. Keep all the rules. You cannot. You cannot. And he loves you exactly who you are and where you are because that is the relationship he's always wanted. The law leads us to Christ. I'm going to read something. For every one of you, they're not good enough. Listen very carefully. For everyone who feels like they're not doing enough, and for everyone who feels, I just can't please God, let me tell you, you already have. By putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you are part of the family. You are the one who is loved. And there is nothing in this world can change any of that. The only thing that can make that happen or make it different is you got to think human. I got to make God happy. Because you ever been in that spot? I didn't do right this week, God's mad. He's never mad at you. Are you serious? Of course you're gonna mess up. It's no surprise when you sin. I think it was a surprise that you needed to know that you were never meant to keep the Ten Commandments. That feels a little better, doesn't it? Since we're not doing it anyway. (laughs) We might as well admit it. We need a savior, and he's the one. We will never be able to keep the commandments. We were never supposed to. That's what we have to understand. If sa- it was, think about it. If salvation could be attained through human efforts, then why would we need God? If salvation can be paid, I mean, if sin could be paid by you, then why would we need a Savior? That's what the Ten Commandments tells you. You cannot do this without me, and you need me, and I want to be your father. And that's what he was trying to say over and over to these Galatians. Over and over, he was trying to say, this is what God has done. This is what Jesus has done. It has nothing to do with you. That's why love can be, we can love everybody. We can love everyone. Race, color, skin, it doesn't matter because we have been set free because we are now in Jesus Christ. And he says, I want you to love like I love. And that's what has happened. Let me give you some, let me have an acrostic I got from Rick Warren. And I'm going to do it really quick. It's called Grace. And if you want to write it down or you, again, I think I have it on the app. Is it on the app? So here we go. Grace is available for everyone. Everyone. I don't care what, I don't, listen, I don't even, you watching me right on line right now. I don't even, I don't care what your sins are or how bad you are or what you think you are. It's available to you. This whole thing was set up for the whole world. That's why Jesus came for you and for me. That's why he's here. Grace is for everyone. Everyone's welcome at the cross. You have to realize that. Everyone is welcome through the, through the cross. So that's the thing you have. Let me, excuse me, I got, I started in the middle of them. Back up. Grace is a free gift. Grace is a free gift to you. You don't have to do anything to get it except I trust God. And by faith you are saved. It's a free gift. Grace is received by faith, not by Doing good works, not by keeping the Ten Commandments. This is what you have to remember. Grace, I said, is available to all people. It's available to all people. Marathon, here's what I love about you, is that everybody's welcome. Are they not? Everybody is so welcome. And this is because of Jesus Christ. It is amazing what he has done. Everybody's welcome. Uh, Grace only comes through Christ. Everything comes through him. Everything works through him doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, how many times you came to church, how many times you read your Bible, how many commandments you broke. I don't know how many. I, possibly all of you have broken at least uh, eight of the Ten Commandments, I would think. So, But we won't, we won't raise hands or blow horns for that. But I'm telling you, all this comes because of Jesus Christ. And grace is extended through eternity. So you have to realize our past, our present, and our future. Listen very carefully. This is the, this is the deal. Everything you've ever done, everything that you will ever do is under the blood of Jesus Christ. Past, present, future secured. And all you do is by faith accept. This is what this is what is so amazing about the gospel is that it isn't about how many times I do something, how many times I show up or how many times I did or I didn't. It's all based on Jesus Christ and his love. He's the one who paid the bill. And he paid the bill for you and for me. So I, I can't work hard enough to get there. I can't train myself into godliness. This all comes from Jesus, every bit of it. And I'm there. I don't know about you, but there was a bill due a long time ago for me, and I let, I let him pay it. The alternative was I didn't want to have to deal with that. And he paid my bill. And that's where we are. So I want us to bow our heads if you're watching online. You're going to just, just wait and you'll see something happen for you out, out there. Well, let's do this. I want to pray for you. I know it's Father's Day and we have a heavenly Father who wants to be that. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gospel that we don't have to do this on our own. That we know that you made this happen. We know that Jesus Christ came and he's the one who, who paid the bill for all of our sins. Thank you for that. And we trust you with that. So Father, I'm asking right now, there are people watching online, they're watching, there are people here, uh, they need to understand that nothing we can do can get us to heaven without you. And there's a bill to be paid right now and they're watching. And here's what I'm gonna be asking. Do you want that bill paid right now? You want Jesus Christ to take away that sin and move into your life and change your world. He can do that right now. And if you want to do this, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe that you died just for me. I can feel that. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead for me. I believe you have given me a new life today. Thank you for hearing my prayer and paying my bill. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you accept your Christ today, there's a little hand that'll be coming out for you online. You can text us, let us know. Please let us know what is happening with you because the gospel is moving again. Happy Father's Day. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.